Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another edition of Mom Accountant Talk Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about some hashtag me too movement thoughts. So anybody that knows me knows that I am a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a strong female that runs an accounting office and I have a lot of people that will talk to me about their struggles and their issues and questions and obstacles that they face when they get into business. And, you know, it's been a little while since the Me Too movement started. And unless you've been asleep in a cave, you've probably been aware of the things that changed quite dramatically all around us. Patterns of bad behavior that have been tolerated for years are finally being loudly challenged. Now, when it comes to the Me Too movement, please don't listen to this uh, podcast episode thinking that I'm a diehard feminist, you know, whatever description you want to put on that. Because when it comes to my views specifically about feminism and what it is, largely I'm sad to say that my, you know, what I jump on for the bandwagon is more along along the lines of your feminism is not my feminism. And I'm not going to dig into that today just because I don't feel like getting into the political debate. Um, There will be a lot of, you know, female-driven content in this podcast and around the coaching and and entrepreneur-driven content that I produce, but I am not a diehard feminist in the sense that, moreover, I believe that the rise of women and, and control over situations that we're allowed to have a little bit more say over does not mean in any capacity the fall of men. Okay, I am one of those entrepreneurs that is incredibly blessed to have an inc- like an amazing partner that allows me to be who I, you know, who I want to be. And I don't mean that in a belittling sense and I don't believe that without him I would not be able to do what I do, but rather that he's the perfect complementary other half. He is an amazing dad. He's an amazing support. He's an amazing rock. Like, I just I just get to do what I need to do because I'm not growing something just for me. I'm growing something for our family. But I do want to touch on a few of the challenges that women can face in business and talk about some things that should change, hopefully, a bit of perspective on those issues. And then just keep in mind, like I said, that things are not so black and white. So you might be listening to this going... I don't believe that's true at all. And that's totally fine. Not everything in here will apply to you. And maybe you've never faced any of these challenges. And maybe your situation dictates itself a little bit differently than what we're talking about today. But for what it's worth, I wanted to create today's podcast around the foundation of the topic of struggles that women can face in business and hopefully offer a few constructive thoughts that should help change the way that we look at feminism in regards to being female business owners. So women are speaking out in all corners of society from the entertainment industry to the business world and everywhere in between, we're setting new limits on what is acceptable treatment and sparking something contagious when it comes to the conversation about consent and authorization as far as what we are or aren't allowed to do and what grounds we should take in order to explore our own avenues of entrepreneurism. So, female business founders are no strangers to the often uphill battles we face as a relative minority and what is still largely a man's world. Again, I say this coming from a female entrepreneur in the accounting world, which is traditionally a male-dominated industry. 
I myself don't find my male counterparts in the industry a threat or a reason to not give everything I have to run a business because I have amazing colleagues regardless of what sex they are and there will always be people and it includes other women that will look down on other people in their industry and the topics go a lot wider than just sex alone. But we're gladly confronting the challenges because, like it or not, we are as ambitious and passionate about our work as men are. In the spirit of a new level of awareness in our current climate and to help us maintain some focus as we move through these tumultuous times, here are five sexist misconceptions about female business founders that really need to be discarded. So again, this is not supposed to be a feminist rant. This is just some topics that you may come across. And what I want you to take away as a female entrepreneur listening to this episode is that you can do anything you want to. And your reasons behind your business, that's all you. Do not let anybody else's misconceptions of how you should be or what you should do or what you are or are not capable of doing get in your way. So the first one we're going to talk about is Women are going to have children and that will negatively impact their ability to leave. Well, first of all, I'm a mama of two girls and I believe that being a mom has taught me amazing traits that I use daily in my, in my journey as an entrepreneur. Let's examine this. First of all, not all women want to have children in the same way that not all men want to be fathers. The fact is parenthood does not necessarily fall completely on women the way it has in the past and couples of all configurations co-parent children all the time. Once a woman does have a child, childcare is just as available to her as it is to a man. It's a bit sexist to assume that a baby will automatically be more of a distraction to a woman than it will be to a man. Moreover, although raising a child does take a lot of work and no doubt has an impact on a person's time and energy, parenting also brings a lot of new perspectives and can sharpen priorities. In my case, my desire to spend more time with my kids drove my inspiration to create my business and my brand. Temporarily, I believe in in sacrificing things short term to build a foundation that will allow me to spend all of my time with them and have something that I'm proud to represent as well, as well as being able to leave them a legacy and a business that they can choose if they would like to continue after I'm gone. Number two, women who have successful husbands don't need careers of their own. Well, when I first started my company, some people wondered why I even needed to create my own brand. At the time, my ex was working and people you know, around me would say, well, you've got your life taken care of. Why do you need to do this? Well, the fact is marital status doesn't make a woman's business aspirations disappear. If anything, having a successful husband means that you have a built-in sounding board, a trusted colleague to offer feedback and suggestions and support for your own success. In my case, my ex and that previous relationship was one of the most negative and toxic things. And I think my, I think whatever it is, universe power every single day that I did strike out on my own and create my business, because when that marital breakdown disappeared, I was still able to build up my business from the ashes. And today, as I said in the beginning of this episode, I've got an amazing partner that compliments me compliments me in every aspect. He's wonderful, he's loving, he's caring, he's supporting. And likewise, we've started him on his own entrepreneurial journey and I'm proud to stand beside him and help him grow his brands, which because we sit down and we talk about everything in our lives, our brands complement each other and allow our own suggest our own successes to drive the other's success. So overall, our family benefits in more ways than I could possibly imagine. And there's nothing that's more rewarding than that. 
Number three, women are too emotional. <laughs> it's hard to believe this one is still around, but the idea persists that we aren't logical and rational enough to do well in business. First of all, everyone is emotional. It's just that we are socialized to believe that it's more acceptable for women to show their emotions. But both men and women experience a variety of feelings on a daily basis related to stress and hormones, whether or not they've gotten enough sleep and so on. Understanding and being aware of one's emotions is a critical skill when it comes to running a business. And since we women have been defending ourselves for so long against the notion that we are overly emotional, we actually may have plenty of practice at managing our own emotions and being sensitive to those of our colleagues. For me personally, being a mom, as I mentioned before, has come in really handy in what I do in the sense that it allows me to pull on more skills in the department of tactfulness and, and empathy when it comes to my clients. I am proud to say that I believe that my clients would echo the thought that as a mom, I'm tender with them, but I'm also strict, meaning that I'm going to tell them that I'm here to help. I'm going to help them along the way, but I'm also going to give them homework and I am going to hold them accountable and I am going to be there in the good times and the bad times. And I'm going to be there to revisit plans and adapt the plans. And man, do I ever get so much reward, both highs and lows when it comes to the relationships that I have with my clients. I'm blessed and, and, and I suppose some would see it as unfortunate in the fact that I get to see people, you know, in, in relation to their money, I get to see the goods and the bads and, and everything in between. And I believe that at the beginning of my business, I was a little too emotional and it's okay to admit that. Every year that I've been in business though, I've made it a point to even myself out, which means that I can still be emotionally happy for you and I can be emotionally you know, sympathetic to your plight, but I don't let myself do what we call the yo-yo syndrome. So the yo-yo syndrome is when we go from extreme highs to extreme lows and everything in between. And we're basically a freaking hurricane. Well, nobody needs that regardless of whether it's men or women. Okay, let's let's get this notion out of our head. I have met emotionally centered females and I have met emotionally centered males. I have met the opposite as well. And I meet over 5,000 business owners a year, which means I get the gambit, okay? And, and like I said above too, when I don't get enough sleep, am I a little bit more emotional? Of course I am. Does that make it a business critical failure for me? Of course not. It's just learning more so how to balance a mix of life and work and how to make sure we just check our own personal laundry at the door. That is more important than the concept of just being more emotional just because I'm a woman. Number four, she's too pretty to run a company. It's unfortunate, but in our society, women are still judged more by our looks than men are, and it's a double-edged sword. While being considered attractive can open certain doors, people tend to make a lot of unfair assumptions about a woman based on her appearance. For one thing, they may not give you credit for your skills and abilities that have nothing to do with looks. They might also target you for inappropriate behavior based on the way you are dressed and how you might fit some image they have in their mind. It's hard to get past the lens of objectification as popular images of women are photoshopped into idealized, unrealistic versions of themselves. Fortunately, regardless of how we look, our talents can speak for themselves once we get to work. This one for me is incredibly near and dear to me. 
I have, and I will say this, probably 80% male clients and 20% female entrepreneurs. And and not to say that that isn't evening out over time, and, and that's really good, but it's not it's not really good, bad, or ugly. I just get the chance to work with many people. And when it is male uh, clients, I get to meet their wives and their families and their children. And I get to create those relationships regardless of the fact that I'm a female entrepreneur running a business. I think that a lot of women need to take a little bit more care on how they present themselves because while I can say the above, I can also say that there are definitely, definitely a crop of women that do dress provocatively to pull on that stereotype to get themselves farther in business. Different industries obviously dictate different degrees of how involved that can be. For me personally, I don't wear a lot of makeup. In fact, I haven't worn a shred of makeup in six months. Will I wear makeup in the future? Of course. Have I worn makeup in the in the past? Of course. Does makeup dictate whether I'm a good or not good or bad accountant? Of course not. For me, honestly, my look these days comes down to having the time to dedicate to getting ready in the morning. I choose to spend my mornings with my family. We eat breakfast at the kitchen table. I make coffee at the beginning of every day. Me and my partner talk about our days. We center ourselves and then we set off for our days. I'm not interested in doing business with somebody based around how they look. And I make a point to make sure that when I establish a business connection with someone, that it is not centered around my looks. I don't care. I don't sit there. I dress as professionally as possible. And I try to be as welcoming and as caring and as dutiful as I possibly can be while still feeling pretty and good about myself. I think that as women, there is a little bit more responsibility we do need to take to make sure that we're keeping in mind as well that we can feel really good about ourselves. And, and to those women that want to, you know, dress in short dresses and have and have cleavage and that's fine, whatever works for you, that's great. But keep in mind that it should not have anything to do with how you look, but you don't help reinforce that idea if you're sitting across the table and your boobs are half hanging out, okay? Let's take a little responsibility. So on that Me Too movement, make sure that you are the first person holding yourselves accountable as well, okay? It's not just about looks. It is about the brain behind the looks, but some days we don't do ourselves any favor. And that may be the unpopular opinion portion of this episode, but come on, girls, let's let's real talk a little bit as well, okay? We need to make sure that we are respecting ourselves, we are respecting our business, and we are respecting who we are and what we're representing. Again, for me, it's a close to home topic because if you've seen my campaign advertisement for my accounting firm, my logo is a nurse. But get this, and please go look at it closely, there is zero provocative imagery in my logo. The fact that she is a nurse standing in a box of paper with a big, giant, ugly box of paperwork cascading over and she's smirking at you does not make it provocative. But the amount of people that have come into me and said to me that I have a dirty nurse on my logo, I sit there and I laugh. I don't even take it personally because at the end of the day, there's nothing provocative about my logo other than it's a nurse. And if you in your head need to combine nurse with dirty nurse or slutty nurse, that's your problem. My business is the nurse, the tax nurse. She is going to help rescue your ugly, daunting box of paperwork. And that's what we do. I also get a kick out of the fact that people walk into my business and they go, but you're not blonde. And I'm going, oh my God, you're so cute. Just because I have a blonde nurse as my logo doesn't mean it's supposed to be me. 
I've looked at my business logo and I am damn proud of what she is and what she's helped me grow my business into because now people recognize that logo. And for good and for bad, I can actually say in five to six years of business that I've only ever had two people bold enough to say something to my face and admit that it was their own shortcomings that made them not choose to do business with me because of their own reflections that they took away from my logo. I don't ever look at it as, oh my God, I lost business. I just look at it and go, I don't want your business anyway, because our system and what we are and who we are and what we do for people is important. It's good. And I'm freaking proud of it. And if it doesn't work for you, that's cool. Go find somebody that works for you, but we're not going to apologize for being who we are and being passionate and being something that stands out because in a world of accountants, there's a lot of squiggly lines and dashes through as logos for businesses and so-and-so associates. And that's awesome. I am in no way belittling those companies, but for me, I looked at it and I said, what's going to make me stick out in a world of other accountants? Well, a catchy name and a logo that sticks out. Danielle's SOS Bookkeeping Services. That SOS and the nurse in my logo in combination has driven more business in my door because at the end of the day, it resonates with people. People know exactly what we're about the first time they hear our name and everything that I've built around my brand and who we are and the resources and the education that we provide makes that a concrete statement that in no way, again, is provocative and for the rest of people that do think that way, again, have a wonderful life and go find somebody that, you know, fits with who you are just fine. But for me, it has absolutely driven my sales and skyrocketed my success. And I am damn proud of that fact every single day. The last one I want to talk about is this idea that in the new hashtag me too era, that women will overreact and misinterpret things that men say. While it's true that many men may have this concern and it's possible that some women may be overly sensitive right now, the truth is that most women can actually tell the difference between neutral laughter and inappropriate behavior. As long as everyone does their best to be as clear as possible with one another and to communicate their questions and concerns with good intent, everything should be fine. The bottom line is both men and women need to act professionally in a business setting and companies can no longer tolerate condescending or derogative treatment of female employees. Realistically though, I believe that we've made exponential strides in this regard. Okay. In the larger scheme of things, there's a real concern that an increasing number of Me Too stories coming out may intensify a negative climate around hiring women and putting them into leadership positions. As the scrutiny on men's behavior become or towards women in the workplace sharpens, some, may, some men may not want to take the risk of bringing women onto their teams for fear of complications. Perhaps this kind of blowback is to be expected during what is undoubtedly a time of deep cultural upheaval. However, this can be balanced out by the potential for positive change. I believe that we've moved past as a majority a very blunt sexist nature. I really do. I get to have amazing conversations with, again, male dominated partners in this industry and, and they do drive success into my business. I have some of the strongest referral partners that are male counterparts in legal, in real estate, in investing, in benefits, in like all of these other departments and other accountants, and they escalate my business. And they don't, I know that they don't do business or not do business with me on the fact that I'm a woman. They take what I do, they take my integrity, they take my results, and they speak for themselves. 
I like to say that when we look broadly at business culture, we recognize that both men and women can have preconceived ideas that women in the workplace, whether they are conscious of them or not, it, it can be detrimental, but it can also be very positive. As a woman in business myself, I have to keep these things in mind as I build, as I work to build a diverse team. It's up to me to set the tone towards my words as well as my actions to help shape the kind of company culture I wish to create. I like to think as a female founder, I set a good example of how women can operate successfully in the business world. Despite whatever challenges and ch you know challenges and changes we are currently facing, there, like, there's so many exciting things and it's such an, an exciting time to be a woman business leader. I am very proud to employ both men and women in my company, and I don't base their success or their leadership development on sex at all. I look for people that have the right mentality, the right attitude, the right work ethic, and the right charisma and flow that fits who we are as a business. And I take the responsibility of hiring and promoting and training people that want to work in this business very, very seriously. And I would be very hard pressed for somebody to find a reason why they could say that I am sexist in any form. I honestly don't believe that that plays anything into account. I think that if I teach you the mentality that I have and I treat you to take care of the clients and I help you to increase this business that I've created, that we can only be more successful. I really hope that as a female entrepreneur listening to this, that you do start to realize that it really doesn't have to do with who you are too. If you come across a, you know, a challenge in your workplace or a challenge in growing your business that has to do with sexist basis, keep in mind that a lot of the time it's the other person's insecurities, right? It's, it's, you know, make sure, check yourself first, say, am I doing everything I think I need to do to make myself successful? Am I being professional? Am I being tactful? Am I being responsible? Am I being moral? If you are then take a minute to consider the fact that the other person's insecurities may be skewing the way they, they treat you, how they see the situation, and consider that it may have a negative impact on their business. But for today, I want you to drink a hot cup of coffee. I want you to think wonderful thoughts about yourselves. I want you to reiterate a positive affirmation to yourself. And I want you to go out there and kick some ass. Because if you're listening to this, you are an amazing individual with so much potential. And I want you to go out there and show the world who you are and what you do and why they need to look past looks, why they need to get past all of these ugly, stupid, outdated, sexist notions, and why you should be considered an equal in every level whatsoever. You are amazing. You are wonderful. You are powerful. And I believe in you. And if you ever have any doubts about that, you're going to send me a message and I'm going to reiterate that to you because I believe that every single person needs to hear that at least once a day. So if you've made it through the 22 and a half minutes of content here that I hope does not come off as a feminist rant, I thank you personally. I really appreciate you guys spending time and listening to my podcast and supporting what I'm doing as an entrepreneur. I could not be where I am without all of you guys. So that's going to conclude our episode today. Um, I wanted to let you guys know that we've recently launched our Patreon page. If you guys have a moment and you may consider it, I would love to obviously have your support as a subscriber. We're going to be introducing and rolling out some coaching and mentorship programs coming in July of 2019. I'm incredibly excited for these and I can't wait to share them and I, I am so sad that I can't just launch them today, but like everything good, it requires a lot of build and a lot of work in the back end. So as soon as I have more updates for you guys, I will be passing those along 
filtering them across social media and asking for your support. And for those of you already out there supporting us, you guys are amazing and I thank you so much. I am so excited to be able to create weekly content for you guys and I am so freaking excited about what we've got coming down the pipe for you guys in 2019. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. It's Sunday evening. Enjoy your weekend. And like I said, make sure you go into Monday and kick some ass because you are an amazing individual and the world needs what you do.